Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1061. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. So, Corey, interesting week. Of course, we here in America celebrated our Independence Day, July 4th. That was a big deal for us. And what we're seeing really globally is countries kind of focusing on their own independence, pushing back on globalization. Uh, and this comes as the G20 leaders all gather over in Germany. Yeah, and some uh, uh, positive developments uh, towards uh, the fighting in Syria between Russia and the U.S. and trying to coordinate there, maybe uh, hope for uh, uh, some better situation there. So we'll get into the details of that, find out what exactly what happened, what went down there from one of our reporters who's there right now. But first, uh, let's get the very latest in business news headlines, business news headlines, I said, from Bloomberg News anchor Charlie Pellet. All right, I thank you very much, Corey Johnson. Let us begin with the closing oil update. Uh, at the close of floor trading on the NYMEX, this update brought to you by USCF. Invest in what's real. Visit USCFinvestments.com. That's USCFinvestments.com. We do have West Texas Intermediate Crude down 2.8%, down $1.28 a barrel to $44.26. Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway is trying to win over Texas regulators in its bid for Encore Electric Delivery, the state's largest electric transmission operator. Now Reuters is reporting that Elliott Management is exploring a rival Encore bid. Stocks rebounded from the biggest sell-off since May. Treasuries fell after unexpectedly strong hiring data bolstered confidence in the U.S. economy, underscoring the Federal Reserve's case for raising interest rates. The economy added 222,000 jobs in June. The jobless rate rose to 4.4% from a previous 16-year low. What about paychecks, though? When's the last time you saw a raise? Chris Liu is former Deputy Secretary of Labor. He was interviewed moments ago right here on Bloomberg Markets. I think wages are, and this has been the story of this, you know, now seven-and-a-half-year economic recovery. Uh, we're at 2.5% increase of wages. You know, when you calculate inflation being about 1.9%, that's really not a lot, particularly when you look at lower-wage jobs, which uh, for most workers, their wages have been stagnant for, for decades now. So that that's, that's troubling. We'll put it that way. The S&P 500 index up 15 to 24.24, up six tenths of 1%. The Dow up 92, a gain there of four tenths of 1%. NASDAQ up 63, higher by 1%. The tenure down 7.30 seconds, the yield there 2.39%. Gold down 1.2%. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. All the uh, world leaders back meeting one another at the G20 summit. It is underway. President Trump, in fact, spending about two hours with President uh, Putin of uh, Russia. Let's get some of the highlights from the event so far. Nick Wadhams is our foreign policy reporter here at Bloomberg News, uh, joining us uh, on the phone from Hamburg, Germany. Hamburg, Germany, excuse me. Uh, give us um, some insight, Nick. You're there on the ground. Tell us a little bit about the mood and and what it feels like. We've seen pictures of some of the protests and so on, but give us uh, a firsthand account of uh, what's going on there. Sure. I mean, first off, we are in this media center hall where the G20 summit is taking place, and this place is as big as, you know, an airport. So um, it's absolutely massive, and it's totally ringed by thousands of police. So uh, there is there's 
very tasty food being served upstairs. Uh, so needless to say, there's absolutely no impact from the protests on, on where we are right now. In fact, we're sitting in a massive room. And if you can hear the music behind me, uh, it's, it's piped in a classical music concert, Ode to Joy, is being played uh, at a concert hall where all of the leaders are sitting in, 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 the, in the hall uh, listening to this. So we're getting that feed in now. I mean, it's been a very positive meeting. The U.S. is portraying it that way. The, uh, Secretary of State Rex Tillerson called the meeting between Trump and Putin basically a, a, a great start. So they're, they're spinning it very positively at this point. Uh, the, there are sort of two giant issues there, at the very least. Uh, um, one is the, is the election yeah. hacking into, into the U.S. election, uh, the U.S. election, uh, by the Russians, which all the U.S. Uh, uh, intelligence agencies have agreed to have happened. Putin flatly denying it, and the president doesn't seem to make any, uh, uh leeway there. Um, and, and then, or headway there, I should say. And yet in Syria, a big move. Yeah, I mean, this is what it all sort of comes down to in the end is how the two sides are able to portray what happened at the meeting. And already, you know, just minutes later, we're getting conflicting accounts. On the on the one hand, the U.S. says, listen, uh, President Trump was, was strong in, um, in saying that Russia must not interfere in the elections of the United States and elsewhere. Uh, Secretary Tillerson said that President Trump brought that up several times and he came back to it, but now uh, believes, you know, let's not relitigate the past. It's time to move on and focus on cooperation. From the Russian side, we're already hearing uh, they're saying that President Trump accepted uh, President Putin's statements uh, and denials that Russia was involved. So now everybody's trying to figure out which which side really happened. Did Does that acceptance, as portrayed by the Russians, mean that President Trump said, okay, I believe you that you didn't hack the election, or does it only mean, okay, I accept this, uh, what you're saying, let's now move on. So that's, that's what we're all focusing on at the moment. I'm curious, Nick, about the relationship between President Trump and President Putin versus the relationship between the U.S. and Moscow. Are they different? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, 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 that is the question we've all been trying to answer because you get these sort of conflicting messages from the administration. I mean, President Trump, in his speech, when he when he answered a couple of questions in Poland a couple of days ago, he said, you know, still we're not there. There isn't 100 percent certainty that it was only Russia involved in the, in the hacking. Meanwhile, you have his cabinet, including Secretary Tillerson, saying, yes, Russia interfered in the U.S. election. Um, but what's interesting now after this meeting is they're really trying to portray this as what you've sort of seen in the past when U.S. presidents have had their first meeting with Vladimir Putin. You remember George Bush, 43, said, you know, I looked into his eye and I sort of saw a man I could trust. And uh, so they, they talked about chemistry and they had good, it was immediately clear they had good chemistry at this meeting. Um, so the strategy here for the U.S. side is, Let's not relitigate the past. Let's move forward. We are two countries that are simply too powerful and too important not to have a positive relationship. So, which brings us to Syria. Uh, what do we know of this uh, Syria settlement? What? What? Uh, you know, just about thirty seconds left here. Sure, it's a very limited ceasefire in the southwest of the country that the U.S. is describing as sort of the first step for cooperation. The big question there is why would this one succeed where so many others? Uh, ceasefires in Syria have failed. The U.S. and Russia have been down this road before, so only time will tell whether this one uh, will actually be uh, successful. 
All right. Nick, thank you so much for updating us uh, on what's going on at the G20. Stay safe. Nick Wadhams, he is foreign policy reporter at Bloomberg News, joining us uh, on the phone from Hamburg, Germany. It's interesting, too, Corey. You know, I always love to check the most read stories on the Bloomberg terminal. And here on a day when we get the jobs report, Typically, that kind of stuff would dominate, but it really is uh, a lot of stories about the meeting between uh, President Trump and President Putin and what's going on at G20, understandably so. All right, we're going to check on uh, markets in just a moment right here on Bloomberg Radio. Let's get the very latest in business news headlines from Nathan Hager in our 991 studios in Washington, D.C. Thank you, Corey. As Nick Wadhams just mentioned, from Hamburg, G20 leaders are putting negotiations aside for a few hours to go to the symphony. But host leader Chancellor Angela Merkel is acknowledging that negotiators have a long way to go when it comes to trade. She says most participants in Hamburg are calling for free but fair trade and stressing the importance of the World Trade Organization. Now, she's not naming names. But President Trump's America first approach is not far from the foreground. Ahead of his long meeting with Russian President Vladimir Putin, uh, President Trump met one-on-one with Mexican President Enrique Peña Nieto. The Mexican leader scrapped the meeting with Trump back in January over the proposed border wall. Asked about it today, the president said he absolutely still wants Mexico to pay. Of course, Mexico has said not going to happen. The wall issue and payment, look, they can get around it, some kind of a user fee. Uh, trucks and cars going across that could pay a security tax and the wall could be paid for by Mexicans coming into the United States. So if they want to finesse it, they can. If they want to have a symbolic issue that excites the American base, then they can. News Council on Foreign Relations President Richard Haas earlier on Bloomberg Television. Mexican Foreign Affairs Minister Luis Videgray says there was no formal discussion of the wall today. He says Trump and Nieto agreed to begin NAFTA renegotiations next month. Attorney General Jeff Sessions is visiting the U.S. prison at Guantanamo Bay, Cuba today. Justice Department says he'll travel there with his deputy, Rod Rosenstein, to gain an up-to-date understanding of current operations. Sessions has called Gitmo a perfectly acceptable place to detain new terror suspects. I'm Nathan Hager. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.